Thanks for listening to Not the Worst Podcast. In this episode, we talk a bit more about the satellite internet Starlink from Elon Musk, Rogue Company's latest patch and the newest Rogue, and we learn just a bit more about the new Bethesda RPG called Starfield. Come join us. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 32 of Not the Worst Podcast. I am JD, and that guy over there is Anthony. Say hi, Anthony. Hi, everybody. Dude, this one is less white. Wow. Nothing about you is less white. <laughs> no. <laughs> COVID has made me be inside a lot more than I used to be, so I am definitely uh, paler than yeah. normal, so that's awesome. Uh, do you have anything to That's saying a lot. You want to talk about? I mean, no, not I'm not this time around. I don't got anything okay. excited to eat. Um, I was just gonna mention that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Battle Pass is live on Smite, and we've been playing it. It's really fun to play as a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. The only one I have. Oh no, I just unlocked Ralphie, Raphael, and I have uh, Leonardo. Uh, so I've been That's running awesome. around. I've basically been playing them exclusively. Like, there's only two guys, just and I've you. just been playing those two. They got announcer packs and everything, right? Yeah, they have like all kinds of little uh, like announcer packs and global emotes and loading frames, like pizza loading frames. You can recall. You know how you recall? Go back to the fountain. It like forms like a pizza under you. <laughs> Raphael yells "Cowabunga" and stuff like that. It's really fun. And but, you said the theme song plays in the yeah, menu. Yeah, on the main menu, the theme song plays. That's it's awesome. Great. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a fan. And then there's like Splinter and Shredder. I played as Shredder the other day. I don't have him. I just used a little booster to play as him. It was fun. So one the 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 skin booster thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's that's all I got for the intro. I've been playing some of that. So that's if you still ever want to watch cool, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you come find my stream. But yeah, which you'll probably cool. be doing after this. So yeah, I've been I I it's it's the most excited I've been about Smite skins in a while because. I stopped. They they went <laughs> they went above and beyond for this. So yeah, yeah, they did. They went all out, and it looks pretty cool. It's pretty fun. And I That's see awesome. it all the time. I see on Twitter and stuff. People are doing clips where like they were playing as a ninja turtle, and then somebody in the enemy was playing as a ninja turtle, and they just happened to encounter each other in the jungle or whatever, and they just start skating on their skateboards around each other and stuff <laughs> like that. So it's like, it's why been, bother fight? Let's just yeah, do this. We're both turtles. We're 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 brothers. Yeah, we gotta so do this. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm a fan. All right. Let's jump into our topics. Our first topic today is going to be about Starlink, uh, mm -hmm. the Elon Musk satellite-based internet system. Why don't you do your thing for this? All right. So I'm personally like, super excited about this for many reasons. One, I come from a home state where there's not a lot to whole lot, not a whole lot to offer as far as internet. My brother is still on a crappy cable system. I think he gets maybe 50 megabytes per second and... He has no other option. That's it. That's all he gets to do. And for the longest time, luckily they got bought out by somebody, but for the longest time, um, they, it was less than 50 megabytes per second, and it would cut out all the time. Like, the outside could sneeze, and then the internet's out for the day. So. Uh-oh. Wow. <laughs> Look, man. Um, you got to get your drinking under control. Cause you got all these bottles just piling up and just falling off your desk. It's German too. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, back on topic. <laughs> Let's not talk about my drinking habits. <clears throat> anyway, um, and then I, I'm down here in Warner Robins, which isn't that bad. Uh, I do have Cox Internet. However, I was talking to JD. I have like the Cox? 900. No, I hate Cox. <laughs> I can't stand okay. them. Um, I'm paying... I got lucky. I was able to get their fastest internet, which is just under a ter- uh, I keep wanting to say terabyte gigabyte internet speeds, um, for a hundred bucks. Well, I found out today without warning that they decided to cancel my deal, and I'm up to one hundred thirty-two dollars a month before taxes and fees. So we'll see what that's going to look like once those go through, and that's not including my data caps that I will probably have to pay for on the regular, because. Downloads like Call of Duty are insanely large and use up my data cap with one download. So it, we'll, right. we'll see how this goes. So I'm super excited about an alternative for me because I'm on like JD. I don't have Verizon or AT&T fiber in my area. So I am I don't have reliable speed. Though I'm paying for over 900 megabytes per second, I am barely breaking over 700. So that's depressing. And the speed below that is 300 megabytes per second for... $150. Why is this all this important? It's because Starlink is a alternative for people that are in crappy areas, either lack of internet availability or they're just in the middle of nowhere and then there's like nothing out there except DSL. Um, the open beta started a couple of months ago. I mentioned this in the intro of one of our podcasts and now more data is coming out. Um, they have had users before the public beta, which started October 26th. Six? Yes. October 26th. So it hasn't really been that long. So there's not like copious amounts of data right now. But one of the things is our users are on average on Reddit reporting speeds up to 150 megabytes per second or more. Um, so right now they're ranging the, the consistent average range is 150 to 60. Uh, 160. Now, um, when uh, SpaceX announced Starlink beta going public, they said you will probably experience 50 to 150 megabytes per second, but it seems like it's already outperforming their estimates. Uh, people are averaging 150, and they also said there'll be regular internet outages, outages. Now, people have reported internet outages. However, they say it has not happened as much as SpaceX was anticipating. But when I'm uh, article I read, Elon was saying we want to give them worst case scenario so they don't get their hopes up too high. With because I mean, and there's a good reason. So it's ninety nine dollars a month for this, but to buy the equipment required to properly use Starlink, it's almost six hundred dollars total. I mean, it's a one time fee of five nine uh, four ninety nine, and then you pay ninety nine dollars a month. So the initial cost is going to cost you about six hundred bucks, give or take. Uh, depending on your state taxes and all that. Um, so he wanted to be upfront with the community and say, hey, I appreciate you guys signing up for this beta. I want to warn you, you're paying about $600 initially, and you're going to see 50 to 150 megabytes per second internet speeds with occasional outages because he doesn't want people getting upset. So he came out off the bat, which is fantastic. A lot of companies don't really do that. Um, they tell you, like Cox. Cox tells me I'm having internet to 100 and something megabytes per second. And they advertise that, but I barely see 700. And now in a very tiny fine print, it tells me I could see up to 900, but that is not what I'm going to be guaranteed. But they advertise the 900. Elon straight up came out and said 50 to 150 with outages. 
but it's been outperforming what they anticipate is at 150 uh with some people reaching as high as 160 now the record right now is 250 or 205.82 megabytes per second but that's in bellevue washington megabits. that's a city area megabytes megabits megabits megabits, megabits. Yeah. um so that's that's impressive because this is all satellite and i don't know if people remember satellite tv i know it still exists but it was never that great because the kitten activity was awful yeah. now what i think elon's got going for him his satellites i think are lower orbit than uh satellite tv and they have almost 900 satellites already they're still launching more but they've been doing like 60 satellites per month since they started the starlink program and they're at nearly 900 right now. So, in fact, the email is titled for the beta users, the people that got invited. It's the better than nothing beta test is what they, they, they're calling this beta test. So he's being up front. I mean, he's known to have his quirky names and bluntness in a lot of his advertising. So Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I think that's the, like, that's the whole principle behind this, like, Somebody like me who has a Fios and has a one gigabit internet connection and doesn't really have a lot of problems with that isn't mm -hmm. looking at Starlink, right? I don't, I don't no. care about the service it provides. It's for people in rural areas, people in where areas where there just isn't any internet or there aren't a lot of options. And it's, it's going to be especially true for people in other countries, like third world yes. countries and places like that where there's not a lot of internet. Like that's who this appeals to. And if if 150 megabits per second sounds outlandish to you like you you've never been able to reach that that this is That's probably something fantastic. that appeals to you as well yeah uh yeah i saw one thing he wants to do is find a way to make it cheaper that's uh, what i was gonna get to next yeah oh, okay go ahead no go ahead yeah i was just saying you know that obviously it's a huge upfront cost and then it's like 90 bucks a month and like me yeah. i pay i pay like 70 80 bucks a month for gigabit you get, yeah um so the idea of paying 90 bucks a month for 150 megabits might seem crazy to some people i mean obviously if it's your best option it's still your best option even if it costs more but uh definitely it makes sense that they want to get it cheaper uh and that's going to happen that'll happen over time obviously there's a huge upfront cost just for getting this thing off the ground because they're literally launching satellites into space which is not a cheap proposition uh so right now it's expensive but once all the satellites are there once the system is complete all they can they can focus on keeping costs down and focus on customer service and things like that um so that that makes the most sense yeah so and for those joining me in my stream i once again forgot to unmute myself so they missed everything you and i just said wow so um i'm just gonna do a quick recap uh the beta oh. is out for Starlink. <laughs> Somebody just joined my chat and said they couldn't hear from Amcon's site. Lucifer did. <laughs> yeah, Lucifer did. That's who told me I was muted. Um, yeah. But the, the quick gist of this is Starlink beta is out the uh, SpaceX by Elon Musk internet for based on satellites. It is currently $600 up front to run uh, with a $99 a month fee. Uh, and they're averaging about 150 megabytes per second for the beta users with as high as 205 megabits. I keep saying megabytes, uh, speeds. So that's that's just a quick recap. Then the thing I was going to add on to that JD just talked about how uh, Elon Musk is. He says now that we're basically he says he's happy with them hitting 150 megabits per second for the average so far as of right now. I mean, mm -hmm. not a whole lot of people have this. This was a select open uh, invite for the beta. Um, 
his goal is to try to get the initial cost of $600 down. And JD was talking sure. about how that's not going to be cheap or it's not going to be easy to do. But Elon is trying. Um, it's the same thing with his Tesla cars. They came out insanely expensive and they've been slowly going down because he's been trying really hard to find cheaper ways to manufacture these vehicles to make it more available for the average American uh, or the average person. I won't say just Americans because I believe Tesla's are sold worldwide. Um, I'm not positive though. Uh, and one of the things we said this would benefit, it won't benefit JD as much. He would look at this and said, this is a huge waste of money unless he's just a huge sp space nerd and just likes to be a part of a program like this. There's no reason for him to spend $700 or $600 out the door for this internet to be told that he could have average outages um, with speeds probably no more than 150 mega megabits per second and as little as 50 megabits per second. So this is pointless to him. Uh, especially when he's got files and AT&T. Um, but for somebody like me who has only one decent option that is uh, Cox Internet, which is a, it, they boast gigabit speeds. But Again, they you're, you're a fan of Cox? No, I'm not. I absolutely hate Cox. He, okay. He want, yeah. I cannot stand it. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, so the gigabits um, speed is advertised by, on, by Cox on the regular, but it's in the tiny fine print says you're not guaranteed to hit that speed. And I average about 700 megabits per second despite mm -hmm. paying it. And I'm paying, I'm going to start paying about 130 a month now because my apparently my deal ended, even though I was told it was going to last a year. But apparently that's not, not, not exactly the case. So I'm excited. Thanks, thanks for that, Cox. Um, uh, there's apparently a fine print I missed in my deal contract. So, um, yeah, I mean that's pretty normal for cable modem companies, yeah. especially to they advertise the peak speed, but then you never get anywhere near that speed. And and it's the mm -hmm. same for files. Like I don't get gigabit speeds all the time. It's just you know 900 is fine yeah. for me. I'm good. It's okay. Yeah, I'm, feel, I'm feeling pretty confident about. My internet's yeah, yours are more reliable and more consistent, though. So <laughs> yeah, that too. How many outages have you experienced though since you started with FiOS? Uh, I did have a brief period once where there were some outages, but it's been over a year since we've been here, and one one period of time with some bad internet is not that bad. Uh, and it's and it's really consistent. Otherwise, it's really great. And the other th nice thing about FiOS is the upload speeds are really good too. So. Yeah, and that's another, that's another thing because um, they don't. I don't think they mentioned upload speeds for Space or Starlink. They just talk about the download. I imagine they're next to nothing. Like I imagine they probably are. Bad. I mean, latency is between twenty milliseconds to forty milliseconds, which really isn't that great. Not in a gaming yeah. world. Yeah. Um. But again, people. There are people in rural areas, like JD mentioned, that uh, this is still a lot better than what is available to them. Yeah. Um. And think about the humanitarian capabilities of this, too, if you really think about it. Uh, JD mentioned other countries. They're talking about bringing the beta to Europe soon. And he, Elon wants worldwide coverage soon. He wants to get this as quickly as possible. So imagine somebody doing a humanitarian in a third world country or a country devastated by a, uh, a natural disaster. And they can link up to Starlink and they're going to have up to 150 megabytes, megabits speed, which you wouldn't dream of. I mean, there's satellite internet before, but it was unreliable and crappy. Mm -hmm. So 
not just in a gamer content creator aspect or people that just want internet connection in rural areas that there's so much possibilities going to be made available by this program which is fantastic and could do a lot for this the world as a whole especially because like you said he wants the same speed around the world and not like um cox gives me up to 900 megabits jd gets up to a gigabit in his area and then you go to where my brother he barely beats 50 megabits because there's nothing else for him out there so um he it's kind of equality on the internet essentially like it's equal internet for everybody and now again it is expensive he would like to get it less than 600 i can't imagine he's gonna go get it too low because the equipment sounds expensive you're actually getting a tripod which is like a mini satellite uplink um and but people are still excited. There's people saying I'm willing to pay the initial $600 cost for because um, some people talk about for to, to get workarounds to get decent internet in the area. They paid actually more than that to get a decent setup. So um, there's one guy specifically uh, on Twitter says Starlink unboxing video speed offers up to 100 megabytes per second latency of uh, 20 milliseconds at all day for the all that for the 99 monthly cost description is pretty great deal now obviously he didn't mention the the initial cost for the equipment because then it's not like cox where you buy cox internet or and you get their equipment you're paying a monthly fee on that equipment item and that's probably what people are referring to because some companies make you buy their equipment and you can't do anything about it so right um, it's, yeah it's a pretty common habit for a cable modem company to charge you for the cable modem uh, you can actually mm -hmm. replace it with your own and then stop paying that fee. That's something I've written about a lot because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that that's a secret rental fee that they're paying. That's usually like an extra 15, 20 bucks a month when you can actually tell them to stop doing that and you'll provide your own equipment. Most people don't know that and they don't tell you. Uh, well, so. and even in when, when you tell them, because uh, I do that, I, I've talked to JD many times to get a new router, new modem. They will fight tooth and nail and like if you have yeah. issues when you set it up and they'll say oh it's the modem you have it's not yeah. our equipment you should probably pick up our equipment and that yeah. every time i have an issue they go straight to my modem and then offer me theirs and it's because they're losing out on this right um and it's sad because i mean honestly on their modem because it's a nine times out of ten is a modem router combo and if jd can correct me on the wrong because he if i'm wrong because he writes more about this um they're not that great for reliability oh, yeah. like if, you, if you have a single like a single device that is both a modem and a router yeah you're getting screwed those things suck so i actually have one and it sucks it took me forever to yeah because fios is one of the ones you can't do anything else as right. of right yeah. for now fios you can't really you can but it's complicated so you kind of have to go with what they give you and what they give you is trash so yeah and I'm, when i was living with my friend ungodly marvel um he's a mutual friend of ours he had cox eh. for the while eh. <laughs> eh. he he had cox for the longest time and user equipment i kept telling him he needed to buy a different router modem because of what jd told me and when he finally did you saw the difference in performance yeah. with his internet so yeah. uh, um but we kind of went along on this topic mainly because I screwed up with my, uh, cause I had to do a quick recap. Um, but I, I'm excited about Starlink. I am not willing to pull the trigger myself just yet. If I get the beta invite, cause I did sign up for a beta invite, If I get the beta invite. I don't know if I'm going to do it. If they can prove that they can stay at 150 or more, more consistently, 
I may be more willing. And if by the time I get back from my deployment, he's under $1,600 for, or $1,600, $600 for the initial setup, I may do it. It will mean I'll take a huge cut in my speed, but I am so fed up with Cox. Like I spent two hours today asking why my bill went up and it took him forever to figure it out when it was as simple as my contract ended. So now I have to pay full fee as full value is what they're telling me. Even though, again, I swore up and down when I signed up for the package and said it would last a deal. They didn't tell me it was going to end in December. But anyway, um, so we'll see. We'll see where it goes. There's a lot of promise to it, especially, I mean, it's still not very appealing to me. Even if they do the stipulations I said, it still won't be that appealing because Cox is still outperforming Starlink. But for people like in the middle of nowhere in Washington State, Montana, Wyoming, these states that really don't have a lot of population density, which is not attractive to companies like Fios and AT&T, uh, this is going to be a big deal for them. And then for the countries, like when I was in Turkey, they I think they were still on DSL when I was out there. So that's going to be even more appealing for sure. places like Turkey. So, Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely up from an international perspective, like the idea of being able to get Starlink, you know, in Afghanistan or like just random yeah. places out there in the middle of nowhere that don't really have a good internet. That's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so it's definitely bringing the internet to the whole world, which is uh, pretty outstanding. It's, a, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Pretty ambitious. World company just had a big update. They haven't quite released ranked yet, which was supposed to be part of this update, but they're getting close. Uh, they definitely had some weird, weird ass bugs that they're like, all right, we got to fix these bugs and then we'll release ranked. Uh, cause some of those bugs made their rogues unplayable. Uh, uh yeah. but let's talk about it. Talk about, talk about the patch and all the new stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Um, I, I know a lot of people are really upset. They're delaying ranked again, but I, I was tired and in a bad mood yesterday. So I went off on somebody that was saying, I'm, I'm uninstalling this game, which is, I mean, there's no reason it's Twitter. This it, it's a waste of time to get in an argument with somebody on Twitter about anything. Yep. But I did. Um, I mean, he never responded. So yeah, cool. maybe it basically people are really upset about rank. I understand your frustration, but I've said this about Cyberpunk 27.7. I'd much rather people delay their product instead of release a garbage product, follow glitches and issues. Now, Rogue Company is full of issues. However, comma, Rogue Company is not fully released. It's a free game that is an open beta. The only way you pay money in this game is if you choose to pay money, in which case that's your own fault. So you're spending money in an open beta game that is free to play. Rank to me is not game breaking. I understand why people think rank is great because the, most, most, the common thought is when rank is released, the competitive play is more enjoyable to experience because you have people actually trying to win. You don't have people that are suck so bad at it because JD plays pretty much ranked on Smite almost all the time now because the play tends to be better. However, in his case, when he plays alone, he's going up against teams that play with each other all the time by himself with a bunch of randoms. That's a problem. So I'm going to try to teach myself my rule of thumb is I will not play ranked rogue company unless I'm with at least two people that I know. Um, well, it depends. I don't know how they implement it. I mean, you kind of got it a little wrong there. The part of the reason I play ranked is because you can't team up. Uh, in Smite, you can only have uh, groups of two for ranked. So when okay. I'm playing by myself, I prefer ranked because it means that I'm not playing casuals where I'm getting stuck with a team of 
four or five or whatever. A, a sweaty team. Yeah, exactly. So arena. I don't know how road companies ranked is going to work. If they're going to let you do four people teams in ranked, I'd be really surprised. I bet it caps at two. I bet they do two. Uh, and then that I'm, way, I'm reading. I don't know. But I don't know for sure. Uh, I think it'll depend a little bit on the player base, too. If they have enough people, maybe they'll let more teams in. Um, but like Any Heroes of the party. Storm did it great. I like the way Heroes of the Storm did it. Heroes of the Storm had two, two queues. You could do a solo queue where everybody was alone. Or you could do a queue that had teams of two, three, and five, which was neat. Mm -hmm. So if you had people to play with, you could play in the team queue. But if you didn't, you could play in the solo queue. Because there's nothing worse in games like these being alone, stuck fighting a team. Or stuck with a team that then blames you for everything that goes wrong. Like It's the worst experience. It's the worst thing about Smite. And it's going to be the worst thing about Rogue Company, too. Uh, yeah, because Rogue Company says you can have any size party queued up in rank. So wow. that means you can have, you can stack your team, go into rank, crush people that are just trying to casually rank, which I don't know how you casually rank, but they exist. Um, so yeah, that, I stand by it. Um, when rank comes out, I personally will not play rank unless yeah, I, I at least get. Solo. No, because yeah. right now, Rogue Company is already sweaty. I avoid Strikeout because it's nothing but sweat. Um, people are using it to get YouTube and Twitch clips. Um, people are, are all about the kills. And JD and I both have the same issue. If we play a game that has objective base in it, we want to play the objective. We do not care about the kills. Now, kills are nice. Um, but we, we like to win. I, I don't know if that's a problem, but we do. And these games, you don't win by kills. You win by objectives most right. of the time. Every now and then you can like i've had a couple rogue company matches where we completely we didn't even there's one round i remember we were hurting this team so bad we didn't even carry the bomb we just left it and killed them and then continued on with the match so and that that that's a problem and rogue company's gotten pretty sweaty and oh, they've it's been played be a with their sweaty sweaty game for sure it it, it really is um now, right now, the highest rank you can get is 30, which isn't going to be a big deal because it looks like is game from winning matches in rank mode. However, you will lose experience for losses. So it's like a tip. Um, I think most ranks are like that, aren't they? Pretty much. I mean, they can't really judge your individual performance. They basically just judge you based on whether you win or lose. So, Which, which is a problem because this is why one of the reasons why I won't play with randoms when I play rank. Because, yeah, like JD said, it's going to be based on your wins and losses, not really about your personal skill. Because then it says rank banner will not be used. Oh, will not use current skill based matchmaking and will prioritize matches where players have compare, see comparable skill ratings, but they're not based on your skill. They're based on your wins. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a problem because you can. And this happened in Halo, and I'm sure it still happens because I don't play a lot of ranked anymore. Um, people intentionally play horrible to drop their. Um, rank to play with either new people playing the game or like shit. Well, no, I'm not going to call you out um, what, wow. with what you do with Smite. Wow. Yes. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's the problem with ranked and with competitive play. Uh, very specifically, the game is free to play. That's it. That's yeah. the problem. Because yeah. if it's free to play, then there's no Everybody penalty plays. for just starting a new account or for smurfing, for smurfing, for for lowering the MMR on your current account. 
Uh, people can just do as they please, and that's a problem with mm. no barrier to entry. Uh, it really gums up the works. Uh, and Smite has that problem. Smite has that problem with pro players. People who get paid mm. to play it start brand new accounts so that they can climb the ranks of ranks dunk. and dunk on, on people that aren't nearly as skilled as them. It's, it's which stupid. Which will turn people off from the game. So a game like Rogue Company, which is still growing, it's not doing well on Twitch. I do see people talk about it all the time. Um, it seems popular as far as play goes, but it's not doing well on Twitch, which tends to be the benchmark on the success of a game. Yeah. Um, and if uh, high-res is going to want to keep pulling people in, that's the last thing they want is these people who have dedicated hours and hours and hours to this game to maybe even, I know a couple of people trying to go pro themselves, and let's say, and they've been playing this game non-stop since they made that commitment, and they've been doing a lot of skirmishes with other pro players, and then they're like, you know what, I'm bored. I'm going to go nerf my account and start over, and these new people are going to come in and get discouraged because the first match they play, they're going to go 0-7 and, and not get any kills because they're going up against the people that nerf their accounts just to because yep. they think it's fun. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited about rank, but not excited about rank. There's people that argue the other side of the fence. There's no point in playing the game because you're not rewarded for your play. Um, my reward is just having fun. I've had a lot of fun playing with people like Lucifer, um, uh, and Entourage and even Minecraft when he hops on every now and then it's, it, it's a lot of fun. I remember one particular night he played Scorch for the first time and he had a little handicap. Oh, that's so stupid. And he, he wiped people so easily despite his handicap that he had that for what that a night. dumb character. <laughs> I was wasted. I was drunk. <laughs> and I was getting like 30 kills in a game. Like, come on, man. Yeah, so. Okay, Biden. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. It is. But anyway, is. um, that's, a, that's enough about ranked. Um, I... I personally can care less. I'm going to keep playing Rogue Company with or without ranked. Even with ranked, it's going to be very rare you're going to see me play it. Because one, I'm never going pro because one main one, I don't have the skill. Two, I don't have the time to dedicate to go pro. I'm, a, I'm married. I have an actual full-time job. It's kind of hard for me to dedicate that kind of time to it. Um, Plus, you suck. But you will see... And I, I said that that was the number one oh, thing I said. Oh, okay, I just wanted. Yeah, to I said I had. I just wanted to make sure I'm, people heard that part. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't use those exact words. I just said I don't have the skill. Oh, okay. so yeah. But thank understatement you. of the year. Uh, it's yeah. It's fine. You're good. Good job, buddy. Oh, thank you. But anyway, so I want to get more in the uh, other parts of the update, which is the actually the only part of the update that really went live is fixes that they have, and ironically, a new rogue called the Fixer. Hooray. Um, who's broken? Has, who's broken? Yes. yes. And not just in glitches, but in, as far as I can tell by the stats they rate, I haven't played them because despite paying, I paid for the Founders Pack. Um, I actually bought the whole thing. Um, I figured why not? I enjoy the game pretty well. Quite a lit. Bought a, quite a lot, and I wanted to get some skins from some of the characters I main. So I said, why not? I'll do it. I'll support the game. Um, but they, and that part of the founders is you get all the rogues, apparently not the fixer. So I will have to pay. I get new ones. That's dumb. Yeah. They gave me Dahlia. Oh, they gave me Dahlia. Well, that's good. So Dahlia was the most recent up until the fixer. So I got Dahlia, but I'm not getting the fixer. So I think Dahlia was the last one you're going to get with the founders pack. And then after that, you're going to have to 
Yeah, I think Bye. I think Hi-Rez is slowly learning its lesson from Smite. Like one mm. of the one Smite is a great game because there's some good value in some of the things you can buy. Mm. And one of the things you buy is the God Pack, and the God Pack guarantees you all. You can open up all the gods that exist, and it guarantees you you get all the new gods that are released. Uh, and I mm. I don't think they've done that anymore. <laughs> I think they've realized <laughs> that's a lot of value for a thirty dollar <laughs> bargain. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's a free-to-play game, so if you do something like that, then there's no reason for somebody to... Yeah. So, but um, the fixer, the reason why I say he's broken not in just glitches, one, um, Phantom is not overpowered, because um, I don't have the patient or her skill to really snipe with her, but she can essentially down, especially with a fully upgraded rifle, in one shot almost every single time. And there's no scope sway. There's no holding your breath. There's nothing to really throw off your aim. So if you're e able to have a quick reaction and get your scope right on the head, you're downing that person. Like I've been able to do this peak, like barely peek around the corner and get dropped before I can even see the phantom. So um, it, it's it's frustrating. Um, but she's pretty easy to counter too. So and I'm hoping the fixer is. But there's things that discourage me about him that. Um, about him that I don't know how he's going to be the counter. One of the things being is uh, he's got a cluster smoke grenade, which is interesting. So I'm assuming he just spread smoke further than the regular smoke grenade. Mm -hmm. He's got C4 like Anvil and um, ta Talon. Now the C4 is great for setting up traps. However, it has a very weak throwing distance and it's a like not like the grenade where you throw it and it goes off. You have to throw it, wait for the animation to complete from you switching from throwing to, to the detonator to finally detonate. So it, if you throw the C4 and the person's close enough, they see you do that, they can rush you. And before you can hit the detonate, they can take you out because your hand's stuck going from throwing to detonating. So <clears throat> it's frustrating. Um, then his perks, shred arounds, which I'll have to look up. I pulled it up last night and I forgot what it said. Oh, Shredder Rounds. I think Shredder Rounds is one that destroys equipment quick, faster. And he's got Berserker, Helping Hand, Bounce Back, Life Drain, which uh, Dima has as well. So, it, and yeah, Dima has Life Drain. I think Anvil does too. So basically, whenever you down somebody, you heal a lot of... Actually, I think there's two of them. There's one you heal when you down, and there's another one that slowly heals as you do damage. And I think Phantom has that too. Um, so that could be an issue. And then it's Headstrong, which gives you additional armor. Now, me personally, I think Headstrong should be stuck to people like Anvil, who's supposed to be labeled as a tank. I don't know why pretty much every rogue has a Headstrong now, because other rogues are supposed to be fast hitters. They're not really meant to be. They're supposed to be, like, in Smite. JD plays a lot of Smite. It's the other high-res game, and we've talked about it quite a bit tonight. You got uh, gods that are fast and strong, but they're squishy. And then you got gods that do little to no damage, but man, do they take a beating. And maybe this is my fault coming in with this kind of expectation in this game. When you say, say like, they got Dima as a Berserker, a, a bre Breacher class. You got uh, Dahlia as a support class and uh, Saint as a support and Tank and uh, Anvil as a tank. So far, the only one labeled as a tank. However, he has the same amount of health as everybody else, whereas Dahlia actually fills her support role. Saint actually fills his support role. Dima actually fills his breacher role because he's got all kinds of explosives. His ability launches a cluster grenade. Um, he's got strong weapons. Uh, so it's... And maybe this is just me being better because I like Anvil. 
Um, he doesn't. He's the only one that doesn't actually seem to fit his role outside of having a wall he can put up. But that once you put that wall up, it's done for the match. You can't move it. You can't redeploy it. It's it's done. So, um, oh, poor Anthony. I know. Woe is me. Which is yeah, weird. I, mean, I, actually don't... I think you're putting a little too much emphasis on the idea of classes I... in Rogue Company. Uh, it's definitely not the same as Smite. You know, it's mostly gunplay. No, in that kind of game. Mm. Um, but the other interesting thing about this patch is they adjusted Headstrong so you can actually repair it, which is interesting. Uh, so now you can basically have that 25 armor so they did. whenever you go into a match or whenever you go, whenever you start a fight. Uh, and if you win the fight, then you can just repair your armor again and go back and into the next on. one. Yeah. Scott Gotti talked about this and I said I was okay with it with speculation over some stipulations to it. I'll have to see if what they did. I don't is did they say if it's an auto regen or is there an no, animation? No, you have to manually do it. So you, you okay, basically have to that. stop in your tracks and manually repair it. Uh so it takes some time. It definitely makes you vulnerable because you can't like you don't have your gun out or anything while you're doing it. Because you're uh, going through okay. Yeah. So. so that's okay with me. I mean I would again JD says I'm stuck on the whole um putting too much thought in the class thing, which is probably true because it's a shooter thing and it's not on the same level as Smite. Smite's a completely different game on its own. Yeah, and it's um, not even on the same level as like Overwatch or Paladins. Like no, those are class-based no. shooters, and Rogue Company just it, isn't that. I mean, it definitely has a little bit of classness to it, obviously, with like Saint being a reviver and you know Anvil having his wall or whatever. But it's it's just you know it's not quite there, really. But all rogues can drop people just as much as the next rogue, despite the class. So I, right. I get what you're yeah, saying, yeah. So and I and more... I I do agree that I think Headstrong is a little too prevalent. There's definitely characters that shouldn't necessarily have it, um, mm -hmm. especially now that it can be repaired infinitely. Uh, they they should definitely be a little more wary of who's getting that. That and that was one of the things that I said in Scott Gotti's uh tweet is like um it has to be it can't just auto regen you have to do something to make it regen. And I also said that they need to limit the amount of rogues. I I said I prefer if it was just anvil, but again that's me being biased, but. I would have been happy if they just took it away from a few rogues and limited it to the number. Now it's almost like every rogue is getting it now. And that's kind of frustrating, honestly. Well, they do need some more perks. They need to add a few more they do. ideas they... in there. Especially in the 10,000 level, which is where Headstrong is. They need they need some more options there. And then that way they can eliminate where Headstrong is going. Um, and now, like, yeah, and... Because uh, every rogue has a two ten thousand dollar perk and anvils, so I've been able to do a better tank build, if you were. Anvil's got headstrong, and then he's got life drain, uh, the life drain, the one that you reheal when you down somebody. So I can get in a fight. My headstrong can make me last longer. I down that person, it regens most of my health, and then I can, if I need to, re-engage immediately into another fight, or if I have a chance, hide now and regenerate my headstrong and my health, and then go back and do another fight. So that will help me in a tank style gameplay, but again, it's it's not as prevalent for to have a, K, a tank role. Um, <clears throat> another thing they did change in this update, though, because I've talked enough about classes and stuff, is they've changed maps. Um, canals, the one with the two ships, and you find on there was a middle warehouse area, and then there's only two doors to go in and out of. They've added a window on a platform area. So now if somebody's in there, they can pop in and 
or pop out that window, shoot people before they get to the door, or they have a dumpster on the other side. So if somebody's holding the doors down, somebody can climb through the window and come at them from behind instead of having to run all the way around the entire map to get them from behind. So it's made more tactical gameplay, more options instead of like uh, only kind of two-way option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've added a backboard for grenade bounces on one area because um, there's, there's an area, it's hard to get to to plant the bomb, but if you can get the bomb there, it's really easy to defend because there's almost no way to get to it to defuse it. Uh, they've added backboards so you can do more like creative grenade bounces so you can get grenades behind the enemy or to the enemy a lot easier instead of hoping to hail marry it and hope it lands just the way you need it. So now you can actually plan your grenade throws better. Uh, I'm going to try to go through these because we've been on this topic pretty long too. And I know you want to get to Starfield. So Windward has simplified furniture and railing in a few spots. I don't, I guess that can add to the game. It just looks like cosmetics to me because they're not going to stop bullets, but you know, okay. Um, yeah, they like, they're like showing like they removed a trash can here or there, or they moved yeah. this outdoor chair like, okay. Nobody cares. Yeah, that nobody, and that's the only change of the maps. Uh, Anvil's, um, th good. They fixed an issue with his barricade. I've died so many times, even out in the open, trying to drop a barricade to revive somebody, and my barricade won't deploy. So I'm just standing there like this while a guy's shooting at me and doing this repeatedly as they shoot me. And by the time I realize it's not going to go down, it's too late and I'm dead. So right. I, I can't do. The clutch plays ammo is supposed to do like the barricade to me is either an early denial because there's a couple of maps where you can use the barricade to completely block off a lane for somebody to get to, or you can use it like if a teammate goes down and uh, you want to get to him before the enemy kills him, you can roll out to him, drop the barricade, revive him, forcing the enemy to either rush you or allow you to revive that person. Um, it's also useful for like in um, demolition. You can, if you are like the last player and you know the bomb is about to go off, you can drop the shield to give you time to de disarm the bomb, forcing again the team enemy to rush you, uh, um, which can either allow you to kill them as they rush you or make them take so long to get to you to kill you that you disarm the bomb before they can get to you. So I'm glad they fixed that. Glitch has fixed his bounce back perk, which reduces health regeneration delay, has been replaced by tenacity. Take reduced damage for explosions. Ronin as a ballistic knife should no longer be used as up if a player reclaims it and equips it. Oh, there was a glitch that um, you can throw Ronin's explosive knife and if you decide it's not in an area you want or it's not going to do any good, you can reclaim it and then reuse it. <clears throat> and it was glitching out. So people would think they reclaim it. It shows that they reclaim it. And same thing. They try to throw it and they're stuck in the anim animation of throwing it. And it doesn't go off, so they're standing there like an idiot getting shot by the enemy. Um, Scorch fixed issues with green tint could be observed from her active abil activated ability. I guess I never noticed that. Uh, tenacity perk was refixed on or was uh, replaced with helping hand, so trench can revive faster. Flashbangs have been fixed. Uh, EMP grenades have. An increased radius, tear gas, a lot of increased. I'm not gonna go through. There's actually a lot to this, so I'm I'm gonna just yeah, stop we don't it need there. To read every single thing. Yeah, I didn't realize the list was that long. Um, so I will post the link in the video, and JD will obviously post it in the podcast description when he uploads this. So that's all I'm gonna say about Road Company. Unless JD's got anything he wants to add, uh, we can move on to Starfield. 
Uh, no, nothing really to add. I mean, it, it looks like a good update. They they definitely broke some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Dahlia's ability is broken. Uh, the fixer has this has a smoke grenade and C4, and apparently there's a glitch where if you have both and you try to use your C4, it permanently loses your smoke grenade. Uh, stuff like that. So they they definitely broke a couple of things that they'll they'll have to fix. But and I think that's why part of the reason they're delaying ranked. But um. You know that's fine. All right. the, uh, in my in my opinion, to go on the rank rank um rant, I just went on. I'd much rather them spend time fixing those glitches than getting ranked out for me. That's me because yeah. what good is rank if the game's broken? So. And I mean, it's a beta game anyway, right? Like yeah. people are yeah. people are treating this game like it's fully released, but this game's still in beta. They're still programming it. They're still building it. Uh, so we just have mm-hmm. to be a little patient with some of these glitches and things like that. So all right, and let's talk about. They've been oh. pretty- I was saying, they've been pretty good at responding. Like I had to yeah. post a video of uh, somebody cheating, and they fixed the glitch that caused that cheat to happen. So pretty quickly after the video was shared, I, I wasn't the only one. I'm not saying my video did it, but it wasn't long after videos started being posted. Like, all right, we need to fix this. This is game breaking. So sure, yeah. And High Res is is pretty always been pretty good about communicating with their community. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, all right. That's enough it. about Rogue I'm Company. Done. Let's move on. We have some new information about Bethesda's newest game, Starfield. Mm. This is a game that was announced like two years ago, and we haven't heard anything about it since. Uh, if you if you know anything about Bethesda, you know that their games are huge, like mind-blowingly huge. Um, they have tons of... It, it's open-world RPG, and Starfield mm. is supposed to be an open-world RPG that is futuristic, maybe in space. We don't really know anything about it, except that it varies very much from what they've done in the past, which is the Elder Scrolls series. Uh, So this might be more similar to something like Fallout, uh, but even then, it sounds very different. So we haven't really heard anything about it, but Todd Howard, the head of Bethesda, did an interview this week at a conference, um, and somebody asked him some questions about Starfield, so we learned a little bit about it. And we know, for example... All of Bethesda's big games are built on something called the Creation Engine, and they've mm. updated that over the years, right? So if you remember Morrowind and then you played Oblivion, there was a huge jump in graphics, but it was built basically on the same engine. So Todd Howard talked a little bit about that engine and how they're making improvements, and they're saying that there's a huge leap from what the engine was on Skyrim compared to what it's going to be in Starfield, uh, that they've added procedural generation, uh, and things like that from the developer end, right? So when you play the game, everybody's going to be playing the same game. But when the developers are building it, they're getting a little ease of use into how it's being built because of the procedural generation. So that's pretty cool. Um, they're talking about making their cities a lot bigger. One of the weird things about Skyrim was how um, tiny their cities were. Like, the very first major city you come across in Skyrim is called Whiterun. And, like, it it was just a couple of roads and a couple of houses. It wasn't nearly as big as it's supposed to be. And they even talk about, like, it was very common for the guards to talk about, oh, I never go up into the Cloud District. And it's talking about another section mm. of Whiterun. And I'm like, it's right there, man. It's, it's you just, you just <laughs> walk five feet and you're, you're in White, and you're in the Cloud <laughs> District. Like, it doesn't seem... You know, they're talking about, oh, I, I don't ever get to that part of the city. But I'm like, you can get to that city and th- part of the city in 30 seconds. It's, it's, it's right there. Why don't you do it? So they're talking about in Starfield that the cities are going to be massive. They're going to be huge expansions over what they've done in the past. 
which is great. It sounds really cool. It sounds like they're really improving NPCs, so that NPCs are going to be much bigger parts of the game. Uh, and we know from Bethesda's work with Fallout 76, trying to build a world with no PCs or no NPCs, that that was a massive failure. Um, so yeah, make the NPCs better. Don't get rid of them altogether. Sounds like well, a good he also idea. mentioned. He also mentioned in the link you provided that they're going to play a larger role than in previous they did in previous Fallout's and Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I, I think that he's trying to put some people at ease because of Fallout seventy six. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and you know, a lot of times, even in Skyrim, the NPCs were there, but they weren't really doing anything, right? And they mm. they just kind of I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope they do have a bigger role and I hope they do more things. Uh, you know, make them a little more dynamic will make the world feel a little more real. Uh, so that that should be interesting. Uh, and they're also talking about... they. He also talked about how there's like just tons of developers working on this new game, this Starfield game, uh, which m kind of makes it crazy that we haven't heard anything if there's that many people working on it. You think somebody would at least mm. share some information. But they said that there's... Uh, Game studios in Dallas, Maryland, and Montreal, Canada, all working on Starfield, which is a ton of developers for one game. Considering we play in Phasmophobia, and that's being developed by one person, so mm -hmm. you know, like the the difference there is. I mean, it's kind of nuts. It's not uncommon for uh, publishers to have like at least two developing teams, but to have that many—that's actually, yeah. I think, that's the most I've heard of. Yeah, I've heard like EA. Uh, Ubisoft tends to do one or two or one to two teams per game, so it's yeah, that's quite a bit. And maybe it's because they don't want a disappointment like Fallout seventy six with all right. the issues it had upon release and yeah. the, the over the overly underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, feel Fallout seventy six was super underwhelming, and I think they realized that mistake. Um, and to be fair, that you know that was first their first yeah. foray into like multiplayer MMO kind of thing, and it just didn't work out. Um. But that's fine. They also said that it's going to be available on Game Pass day one. Yeah. We've we've talked a lot about how much we love Game Pass. We think it's a great deal. And Microsoft just bought Bethesda. So obviously that's going to be a Game Pass day one release. Uh, and they're going to continue to support mods, which is great. It's a huge deal. Yeah. It's a big sign for the future of the game. Whatever Starfield ends up being, the fact that it's going to have mod support means that it's going to last a long time. We've, saw, we've seen mm -hmm. that with all the games in the past. I mean, Skyrim is still going pretty strong with its mod support. Mm -hmm. uh, Fallout New Vegas went pretty strong. That wasn't Bethesda. That was Oblivion. But uh, it, it you know, We forever. know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Yeah. So there was... Some people misconstrued some of the talking points that Todd Howard gave. Like they talked about how the map was going to be bigger and stuff. But... Uh, Todd Howard just said that the map is going to be bigger. He didn't say how much bigger. And so people kind of are assuming. So if you read an article from like PC Gamer or something saying that it's going to be four times bigger than Skyrim, like they're, they're just making that up. That, that wasn't in the interview. Uh, but it is going to be a big map. It's going to be a very detailed map with huge, massive cities, according to Todd Howard, uh, and NPCs that are doing a lot more. I hope there's more NPCs outside the cities. Like Skyrim mm -hmm. can feel kind of dull sometimes because there's not a lot of people out in the world. Like they have bandit camps and stuff like that. But like, I'm going to find like people on the road, like Elder Scrolls online is really good at that. Uh, if you're mm -hmm. walking along Elder Scrolls online, you'll regularly see NPCs just kind of walking along and doing their own thing. I want to see that in Starfield. I think that'll be great. There's uh, even, um, 
NPCs fighting creatures every now and then, just randomly yeah. as yeah. you go through. Yeah, so I th I think that'll be a lot of fun. Starfield sounds really great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Bethesda doing something new. Like I love Elder Scrolls and I love Fallout, but those are the only two serious, like open world RPG IPs that they've had in ten years. You know, and it's time they, to yeah. yeah. They do smaller games like they like Bethesda is part of the Doom people, right? They Series. own id, yeah. right? Uh, and then they had Prey, and they do games like that. Uh, Dishonored is, a, is one of their games, um, but those aren't. Yeah, Wolfenstein. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but those are very compact games. I want a giant open world game. I love those games. Uh, and Starfield sounds like something new and exciting to get involved with. So, anyway. and we're all JD and I are almost always about sci-fi. Um, he really yeah. loves No Man's Skies, and it brings yeah. him back in every now and then. So. No. I, it'd be exciting to branch off into something like that. Um, one thing to add about the uh, Game Pass Ultimate, uh, Elder Scrolls Six is also promised to be day one release. Uh, yeah, I mean, when is that game going to come out? Like, that's going to be that game. That, that game has got to be like four years away at the earliest. Like, it's crazy. He said, "I remember somebody complained about it to Todd Howard on Twitter, and he responded, we are focused on Starfield.' Elder Scrolls Six really isn't." A concern right now they just yeah. announced it to let you know it's coming yeah. and that's where they left it at that and i mean um, if if assume like he 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 says in this interview that starfield is not close to coming out right so yeah it's either going to be next year or the year after that starfield comes out and then they got to shift focus to elder scrolls which means at least two years after that, after that yeah. for elder scrolls and probably longer than two years because these games take a while to make so i mean we're looking at. It's gonna be, I'm, I'm going to be yeah. retirement age by the time that game comes out. And I, you got to think. I'm sure as Starfield gets closer to the end, and they won't need as many teams. Maybe they'll start transitioning the teams as they complete their personal projects to yeah. Elder Scrolls Six. Because obviously, they're going to want Elder Scrolls Six to come out fairly soon. But yeah, JD's right. It's not going to be an overnight thing once Starfield comes out. It's going to take a while for them to transition. And it sounds like they're, I think they're learning a lot from the previous games that they've released very recently about the mistakes that were made. And they're trying their hardest not to, because they've been, they're literally been a meme for video games for a while now because yeah. of what, how Fallout 76 came out. And I mean, even with their last update that JD and I talked about, the NPCs were stealing people's best guns off their corpses. And then you can't get them because they're important NPCs. So, and that was, I think that's when they added NPCs. Yeah, that was like when they first added them. Yeah. I am excited about Starfield. I mean, I haven't been as invested in the uh, open world M RPGs like uh, JD has with Bethesda, but I do enjoy them. I've I've enjoyed Elder Scrolls Online when I did play. I didn't really get into Fallout series. Um, I don't know why. I guess I got bored, or I just sucked and died too much and didn't care anymore. But I did pl I did play a lot more of Elder Scrolls and Skyrim. So um, I'm 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 excited about Starfield. I'm always excited about something new especially from a, a veteran company like Bethesda. And now I am cautiously optimistic because the joke has been everything Microsoft buys dies. So we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. I so. think, I think Bethesda is going to be a little bit harder to kill though. So yeah, I mean, they're just too big. Um, Hopefully Microsoft will let Bethesda do the thing and just help fund them. And that's about the extent of that, their yeah. involvement. Yeah. So, all right, so that's that's pretty much it. Uh, we talked a lot this time. Our last week's episode was only like twenty minutes. 
<laughs> so we oh. were so uh, neither of us were into yeah, it. We were I don't into know into why. It. Yeah, I don't know. But this one was a better. Ep- this was a better episode. We got some more interesting topics to talk about. Uh, hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, and you said you had something for the outro. Uh, it's kind of Starlink related. It's actually just kind of nerdy, fun, historical information. Uh, NASA mined its first asteroid recently. That's cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it's fun. a big deal. I mean, um, if they, the, if they if you can bring in money from mining asteroids, it can really change a lot of things, especially if you can bring yeah. in like rare materials and stuff like that. So, yeah. So cool. I think that's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. Uh, will I ever be a space miner? Probably not. I play too much Deep Rock. I see, I've seen I've seen how that goes. Yeah, and have yeah. No interest. not interested in spider attacks. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, especially the exploding ones that leave massive craters. Yeah, uh, those 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 never end well. So I, I just thought it was pretty cool. I, I like space. I honestly wouldn't mind going to space. It freaks me out to no end. But uh, I, I I always like when it's it's the Trekkie in me or something, the sci-fi nerd into me, uh, especially when you see your sci-fi, the things you grew up as a kid, as a, watching sci-fi shows and movies start actually becoming reality. And honestly, if you I don't know if you, a lot of you guys realize it, especially the ones that don't get into sci-fi that much. Sci-fi actually has inspired a lot of what we're seeing develop these days. 3D printers is like the replicators from Star Trek. Uh, they've done things as even replicate some foods to a degree. So it's it's impressive. It's really cool. Uh, cell phones are considered like the modern day tricorder because uh, of the, how smartphones are these days. Uh, some smartphones even have scanners. There's doctors looking into them, converting into medical scanners. So it's, it's an interesting world. And I, I like sci-fi when I see things become a reality from things I grew up with. It's fun. What I like nerd. it. I know. I'm a nerd. I'll, I'm proud of it. I'm going to embrace it. <laughs> All right. Use a uh, hashtag NTWP if you want to mm. contact us. You want to share links on Twitter. You can tag us. We keep our Twitter handles in every episode description. You can join our mm-hmm. Discord also in the episode description if you want to see the links, uh, the actual story links to the things we talked about today. Uh, and that's pretty much it. We will be back next week with episode 33. Thanks for listening. We're moving up in the world, ladies right. and gentlemen. All right, see you later. Bye.